and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now, to the Circle of the Bay Championship of the Line, Cage Mike Hugh and ER MMA Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We are live. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the MMA episode 20, first one of 2023. First, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and introduce the host, the devious one, the moderator here, the devious one I've been seeing here with the Familia, the greatest MMA crew, the podcast here in Southern California and Philadelphia. I'll tell you that right now. Go Phillies. That's right. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> And of course, ladies and gentlemen, I have half of the modest of pain that is here to give his pain in that cage himself. That's why he's Mr. Championship himself. He's the five-time, five-time former Tapology World Champion. That is right. Alex Bonas, Championship on the line. What is going on, my brother? Good, man. I'm excited. Thanks for having me, man. It's going to be a fun uh, conversation, man. I'm pumped up for this card. What is going on? Future the broadcast podcast. And of course, the man with the IQ that Dana White should have thought about before what he did in New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> yeah, not gonna talk about that because we're talking about that. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, my man, my brother from the Japan world, of course, and part of Circle Debate as well, Dan Bagley. Cage my IQ. What is going on, my brother? It's been a while. That's all I'm going to say. It's been a while. Yes, it has been a while, man. We're so, man, ladies and gentlemen, we're still waiting for Coach Ray. She's having technical difficulties. The director is still performing. He's getting ready for his performance this Sunday at the Whiskey, so he won't join us. And, of course, Mr. Rickard is unfortunately feeling under the weather right now. So, I mean, yeah, what is what is going on, my travel chief? That's right, my travel chief. There you go, my travel chief. Acknowledge him. Parts Wrestling Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. So hopefully we get Coach on coming in a few. Hopefully once he gets everything ready. But before we even start with giving our predictions for UC 283, we're going to talk about one of the hottest things that happened in the world that ever made the sh- I mean, I'm nobody surprised because this man was never booked for almost what – the whole year of 2022, I would say. Uh, we're talking about Francis Ngannou was released from his UFC contract. And, of course, Dana White notifying, the, you know, the press media because T-Mobile screwed up because they put the John Jones and Zero <laughs> poster uh, for the March upcoming event for the heavyweight championship, uh, which is now, you know, has been, of course, vacated. Uh, due to the complicated contractual, you know, up, up, of course, um, discussion that never became in fruition. Dana White offered Nganu, of course, a big hefty money to come on on and headline this event versus John Jones. I'm coming up in March, but unfortunately, they couldn't come into an agreement. So Nganu asked for his release, and of course, Dana White granted him his release. So now he is able to fight anywhere. In besides UFC, he could go to Bellator, he could go to PFL, he could go even heck, he could even go to boxing. 
So he's a free agent as we speak. And of course, we did see Dengano's uh, interview with Eric Hawani giving his, you know, his reason why he asked for his release. And it's uh, it's insane how, you know, pretty much how his response was because there's no pensions, there's no benefits. There's so what's the point of me being there? You know, I'm not gonna, you know, you know, kill, you know, kill myself. No pun intended. I mean, that word, excuse the word, but you know, there's no reason for me to do that. So he decided to walk away from the UFC, and I, it's it's big because now there's rumor in your windows that this might that Nungano might even try to fight Tyson Fury because they yeah. want that to happen. So. Uh, he might step into the world of boxing, and it's and it's insane. Uh, this is actually a shock to us because we noticed that I, I'm assuming that this has been going on throughout the whole 2022, gentlemen, because we haven't seen a heavyweight bout at all last year. Well, how was the last time Ngannou defended that UFC heavyweight title? It's it's like against the Gan, the Gan was the fighting, but wasn't that last fall? Yeah, I believe that was the last time, right? And then from there, it has no. He has a fight, yeah, yeah, because that's how he got he got the injury right before the fight. He fought it, and then he was like, "Okay, I got one fight left, or whatever. I'm we're gonna negotiate." And then he was like, "I'm willing to just sit out because I'm not gonna be back until December at the earliest." So and, think, there, yeah. and there he hey. is, hey. Coach Rage is here, ladies and gentlemen, Mister Iyer. That's right. The phenomenal one, Coach Rage, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on, Coach? Hey, how's everyone doing? Good, 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 good. So, yes, we were, you came right on time talking about, of course, the release of Francis Ngannou. And now we have John Jones back in the UFC and now in the UFC and the heavyweight division as he'll be fighting for the vacated UFC title. So, I want to get everybody's thoughts around Robin, of course. Was this a good or bad move for Ngannou walking away from UFC? Not taking a hefty contract, and that's also now that Jones is back with fighting in the heavyweight division and will be fighting for Ghana. So I will take it to Mister Alex Mares. Talk to me. Baby. What are you? What um, yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, I don't mean obviously the sport would like. I think it would be more exciting to see him against Jones instead of Gone versus Jones. But I mean. It is what it is. I mean, I do give a lot of respect for Nagano for, you know, kind of like taking a stand and kind of protecting the other guys, other fighters, and you know, but sad thing he got released for it. But, you know, there's bigger things for him. I mean, there's going to be a lot of companies offering him some contracts and offering him some good money, and he'll probably make more money boxing. Like, if he fought Fury, he'll make way more money than he was making for Jones. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities for him. But sadly, it sucks that he's gone, but you know, I'm excited with, for what's next for him in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bakley, give us your take, brother. There's a, there's a lot to say about this because I feel like it's a great thing just for the fighters, not just him, but the, for the fighters. You've seen this in boxing, uh, how boxing evolutionized getting paid because they had so many uh, promoters that they could go to and for the longest time it was just EFC and you know strike force kind of died down now there's Belcher you got PFL you you got of course Ryzen over in Japan you got some companies there but you need these fighters to start threatening to go elsewhere and get paid more 
to make the UFC realize that they need to start paying people more, start offering more, because they're not going to if they don't have to. They feel like they have the leverage now, but and you've had these fighters that are either like before they get to the prime or after the prime go to PFL or Belcher, and it really didn't hit too much because you're like, okay, they're not in the prime, but this is a guy that's in his prime. He was the heavyweight champion. He walked away from that as the champion, and he was going to get paid the most money, apparently, of all the heavyweights, and he said no because he wants the freedom. He wants to be able to do stuff elsewhere. He doesn't want to be tied down to just the UFC. He wants to do boxing. He wants to do stuff. Even Bare Knuckles interested in him. <laughs> Bare Knuckle, uh, Titan FC offered him a contract, okay. and he of course said no, but they were like, we're going to shoot our shot anyway because you never, never know. But like, it's 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 a small it's a small move in a bigger picture. I feel like when you have a guy like that that says no, I'm willing to beat my contract. I'm willing to bet on myself. That's going to have like a ripple effect, I think, on every other fighter that wants to get paid more or want to explore other options. And I think it's a good move for him, but then it's a great move for everybody else that feels like they're not getting paid enough. Mm, indeed. Love that. Coach Rage, talk to me, baby. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, what else can be said? Uh, Ngannou is going to make more money in his first boxing fight than he's made in his entire MMA career. Um, so he could, he could do one boxing fight and retire if he wanted to. Um, he's not going to do that, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, he, he made the right choice. Um, how much it's going to actually change things. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Nganu is, is unique. Uh, he, he's not actually a very good MMA fighter. Uh, he's just a really scary, powerful puncher. Uh, so he's going to do better in boxing. He's not technical, but he doesn't need to be. I mean, look at Deontay Wilder, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's going to do great. Um, I I wish that it would have like a trickle down effect or some effect, but I just you know the the way the UFC is set up, uh, all their contracts are basically illegal, and the entire business structure of the UFC is illegal. The problem is we do not enforce antitrust laws in america we have them on the books we just never enforce them mm. uh, last time anyone really enforced the antitrust was ronald reagan yeah. wow that's a long yeah. time ago at&t so anyway um jones coming back are we talking about jones too or are we just yeah talking yeah jones yeah. yeah um i don't know me personally i don't care I don't care about this. <laughs> you know um i think he's man he's just so unlikable uh and and he just he's just in everyone's face with the drug abuse and you know just flaunting usada you know uh uh it's just yeah it, it's but you know 
whatever. We're, we're uh, it's all bread and circus, and we're here to entertain you. And uh, those who are about to die, salute you. There you go. Well said. It's kind of ironic too, because it's kind of ironic too, but then because he was the guy that was doing this a couple of years ago, and I felt like he lost all the leverage with all like the DUIs and getting arrested. It was like he had the the I guess the chance to do something. He was the champion, the number one fighter. He was the guy undefeated. If he would have done it and done it the right way, he probably could have spearheaded this whole thing years ago, but. Because he didn't know how to control himself outside of the octagon, he kind of lost all that leverage against the UFC. And the UFC was just like, okay, you're, you're, you're the best, but you're not reliable. Uh, like It's been three, four years, and you haven't fought because of outside issues. Then you wanted to move up to heavyweight, and then you said no to a couple fights. It's like... UFC's it, had, him on, had him on a leash most of his career. He, uh, right after he fought uh, Shogun, so, like, early, early on when he was, you know, a kid, um, he got in trouble. And since that day, the UFC's had him on a leash, and you know. Um, but at the same time, they'll move an entire event from Vegas to Inglewood uh, because he fails a drug test. So, you know, it's a, it's a give and take relationship, but it's, it's definitely on the company's terms. And then he got, he got inducted into the hall of fame. He wasn't in Vegas no more than eight hours and he had gotten trouble in the law right <laughs> in Vegas. It's like, it's like he can't be fighting in Vegas. And then of course he's going to be fighting in Vegas in March. And it's like, you got to make sure that he doesn't go there until like fight day or something's going to happen. <laughs> right. I agree. But shit, make the way in at home virtually. Just <laughs> that. <laughs> and before you even come to the event, make the way, you know, virtually. What says the people out there, make sure that you're on lockdown, you know, Jesus, you're going to have my house arrest. Literally. It's just, <laughs> there's no control of this man. And, and, and the one thing I wanted to add of this is just, you know, you mentioned how you, they had Jones on the leash. And I know that Dana loved this man. That why do you think he bring him back after all the bad habits, everything that he's done? Money. Money. Because he's a money. He's a money man. You know how much yeah. money he made Dana White? Come on. Yeah, they don't, I, they yeah. yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm not hating the game. I'm between, just saying. Between, the him and McGregor, between him and McGregor, just money-wise, those two guys just bring in so many viewers, and not just for the fighting, but for their annex. You know, yeah. McGregor hasn't fought in a couple of years, but he still gets talked about because of just the allure of who he was and the, the style that he had. And yeah. it's the same way with Jones. Jones can not fight for five years, and people would be like, oh, Jones has come back. Even Ronda. Yeah. Both of them, both McGregor and Jones, are juiced out of their gills right now. I mean, wow. if you've seen pictures of Jones or McGregor, but I mean, McGregor's a little kid, but Jones is a big dude. And now he's like, he looks like a semi-pro bodybuilder. And, and that's another thing. McGregor, he, he got to do the boxing thing with the Floyd Mayweather. Right. It was like the right, right person, the right time. He made a lot of money. 
he endorsed uh, endorsed it. Dana White was like, okay, I'm making a lot out of it. I get I get a cut. Okay, and maybe Nagano's trying to cross him out of it. I don't know, but like it's if it's good for Dana White, then he'll sign off on it. On it, but if it has nothing to do with him, he'll most likely sign not sign off on it. So I think that probably has something to do with it too. Yeah. yeah. I know Dana and uh, Francis have had problems early on and all along. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know who's right, who's wrong. Um, I know that with Dana, with Uncle Dana, you do it his way or he talks shit about you and he doesn't like you. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Look what look what happened with with Blackwoods after he beat his boy Izzy. They didn't yeah. like him. They didn't book. They didn't really highlight him. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that. I mean, we've seen the power of Dana. What he could do, and yeah. if he doesn't if he doesn't like you, he won't promote you. He won't and put you many, in a fight. Yeah. How many times has he said that a fighter is scared to fight? You know, and good. No one in the UFC is scared of any fight. You know. No. That's just that's just the promoter trying to make make people do what he wants, you know. So well, look at Mighty Mouse. Look how he, how bad he treated him. Oh my God! Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you doing the greatest of all time to in, do it? In Uncle Dana's oh. defense, he was a flyweight. So, eh. the flyweight <laughs> yeah, that, the flyweight that is killing it right now in another promotion. That yeah. A champion that wasn't a champion that wasn't fighting pay per views. That was fighting in free cards. Yeah, he, he was doing it on fight nights, and yeah, you trade him for Ben Askren, who got knocked out in five seconds and hasn't the same since. <laughs> yeah, there's right? there's a there's a little more politics uh, behind the scenes with uh, yeah. with Matt Hume uh, taking a position with one. So it wasn't really uh, it wasn't like. A, a trade like they do in baseball, yeah. it was yeah. kind of like, well, hey, you know, give us that guy. Well, so. he was on a podcast recently, and he was talking about how much he got paid. Which like one? Fight earnings, and they were fuck. It was so bad. Who, who was on uh, Mighty Mouse? Yeah, I forgot which podcast. How, much he, how how little he got paid? Yeah, in the UFC, I mean, yeah. 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 yeah, because when you get when you fight on the fight now, you don't get as paid as like much as you do on the paper. Like a hundred grand for his title yeah. fight, like a hundred Gs for for his championship fight. Oh my god, that's pretty good for a midget. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. well, oh. all right. So let us move on, ladies and gentlemen, because it's about time to do our predictions for this UFC 283. Finally, the first pay per view. Of 2023, ladies and gentlemen, of course, get ready because this is going to be a great one. Right. Got the theme song going. That is right. Got had the theme song ready. <laughs> That's right. UFC 283, ladies and gentlemen, Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill. For the vacated UFC Light Heavyweight Championship, we're going to get up to the main card. So let's begin with the main card. And that is, of course, the first fight of the night. We do have a light heavyweight bout. Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. Ivan, before yes, we start, I do want to bring up, because we've, we've been away for a while. I do want to talk about uh, 
Ankalov, and I'm drawing a blank. What's the boy's name? Jan, right? Yeah. Yeah, Um, I did not like the way Ankalaev behaved. You know, you can't. I actually had him on the cards. I had, I had uh, Jan winning that fight, which is okay. It's a little controversial. Some people think that Ankalaev won that fight, which tells you the draw decision was actually probably the right decision. And can I say the first, like, okay, maybe it's the, the new year. Maybe the universe has changed. Maybe everything is upside down. But I actually agreed with uh, Diamato, with Saul Diamato, the coach, the judge that gets everything wrong all <laughs> the time. Uh, his, his reasoning made sense. And if you looked at all three uh, scorecards, they were all completely different. But that doesn't show that that's actually not the judge's fault. And I'm always the first guy to throw the judges under the bus. But it's a problem that we have using the 10-9 must system from boxing, from a different sport in MMA. And it doesn't work very well in boxing either, right? But it sure as shit does not work in MMA. Um, but that being said, Ankolaev did not do enough to win that fight and he should not have gotten all salty and complaining and, and whining and threatening to quit the promotion uh, for getting a draw decision. And I think uncle Dana did absolutely the right, the right thing. Fuck you both. We're doing Glover and Jamal. Mm. You did fear about the Comey event. Now that was, Judge, because the same the one judge that had it differently is the same guy that judged wrong on the stats in Sabatello fight in Belter the day the night before. <laughs> yeah, and there was a whole big thing about him because he had it like fifty forty five Sabatello. The other two judges had it right, giving it to Stats because Sabatello wasn't doing enough when he took him down. And then the next day it was basically the same thing, Gordon. Was doing good with the grappling. Uh, you had uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Patty. I felt like he didn't do enough to steer any of the rounds, but then he gave Patty, I think, thirty to twenty-seven or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And they actually had to have like a meeting with him, him and the two judges, like a week later. And there's been talks about that. There's been talks of how. He's basically in Dana, Dana White supporting him. And then, of course, he got bar store that were there, like dying the hair blonde, doing everything. Like, I, I felt like it was just a weird scenario where I was like, come on now, you got to get the, the guy the right decision. And he came in there, took the fight on t- like two weeks' notice, and put on a great performance. And then he loses. Because you felt like you had to push uh, Patty. I didn't feel like Patty did enough to win. I, I had Patty losing that fight, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we already know Patty was protected. I mean, Dana was yeah. not going to have no chance in hell. That's what they do. Him. Yeah. And they do. Gordon, would, Gordon honestly really put a hell of performance in that, that fight versus Patty. 
he actually kind of dominated him. And you yeah. can tell that Patty was gassed the hell out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just for unanimous, these, that, that scorecard was ridiculous. I mean, no chance in hell that, I mean, Gordon should have won that fight. Absolutely, I mean, I'm saying and, it right and, now. As much as and now he's, and now he's down six months, now he's out six months with the injury. So, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and then in regards for the main event, of course, back with Blackwood and Goliath. I feel it was a great decision that Dana White did. I will not do, do not disagree at all. Um, I know that Blackwood's being an honorable man, saying, "You know what, Antonov, you won the fight. You won the fight." For him to say that, that's an honorable man. That's not a respect that I do give. To Blackwood for him to say that, for him to say that on um, right after like after the fight, saying that. Well, I don't think he actually said that that uh, Ankalaev won the he, fight. He, he simply he, said that he did not win. That Jan did not win the fight. He, he said it. Oh. He, they said that he said it to his coaches, and his coaches were like, "Don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah. You want to you want to make, make it look like you yeah. won, so it looks right. good on you." So he was just being a, like a good sport about it and. And yeah, and then, he, then he changed when they came back and put the microphone. It was Joe Rogan who was like, "You lost that fight. Fuck you, Joe." He didn't. <laughs> I know. I heard that. He's like, "You won that fight, man. Yeah, you won that fight." <laughs> oh, Rogan was kissing ass. Um, love you, Rogan. Love you. But uh, I mean, the whole card that you that two to two was great. Um, I was. I, you know, Ila Tupora was great. Uh, let's see. Uh, Santiago Pincibio was great, too. Uh, hey, your boy, Coach Raul Rosas, um, hell of a performance, man. Hell of a yeah, performance. Just, 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 got, just, just had his new fight uh, booked yesterday. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited for that kid. He has a lot of potential. I like what he's like. Dana, give me that bonus money, man. It's my, my, my van. <laughs> I love it. That was awesome, man. Hey, no. No. kudos to that man. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not, but, I, no, I haven't believed the hype yet, so we'll see. Okay. Well, believe in the hype because I'm going to believe in the hype. For when he fights man. someone that's legit, then we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, see but, he's been, I see he's been trained with Morab. He's like There's a picture out there. Right? He's, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, that he should be fighting the UFC then. That's a very good. That's actually a very good point, isn't it? That's a very. You would think the UFC is professional, you know, major league. You know, you make it. You know, and they're signing guys so young. If they're that's why there's amateur. That's why there's a you know, a smaller level first. Yep, you're absolutely right. If they're top tier, you gotta you gotta work to get there, and you gotta be ready when you get there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Even though I mean, he's my friend. <laughs> hey, your friend, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Good kid, man. I tell you that. But but what about your take? I don't ever heard from you. What are your thoughts on this this tie? Do you agree with the decision? Well, give us your take. Well, no, it was a draw. It was a draw. I mean, especially when you're headlining pay per view and it's you know, it's a title fight, you gotta give everything you have. And you know, really didn't see that. I think I I could have, you know. Want we'll to go for a decision? Want we'll to win by the scorecards, and you know didn't go for the finish, and you know and getting a draw, so you know it didn't work out for him. So maybe it was a lesson for these guys to you know not always leave it for the leave it to the judges. So you know. Also, he complained that 
he was judged for showing pain. Huh. You guys remember that? He's like, so I showed a little yeah. pain. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fighting works. Yeah. When you look hurt and act hurt and everyone knows that you're hurt, the it's other guy's like winning. Yeah. Like kicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Before now we can move on with the next event. Any final nope. takes? Uh, I just feel bad that the, the fans there that paid the money and yeah. main event and resorts in a draw uh, because how they were going with. And I, I, I feel bad for them, but at the same time, it's like you're going to fight. It might happen. So you, it just sucks that I had to be the one one of the last fights the pay-per-view it was for the title and then you see that's why we're getting the, the main event tomorrow that's right and speaking of guitar let's get into it that is right ufc 283 ladies and gentlemen so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. That is right. Let's go with the first card of the first fight of the night of the main card. Of course, we do have Paul Craig versus the light heavyweight, light heavyweight bout. Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. So take it to you, Bakley. Give us who do you take? Who do you got on this one? Uh, did Johnny Walker make his way back to uh, his uh, gym after getting kicked out of the <laughs> uh, of the casino the last time he fought? You know, we, oh, that's right. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of them that quick and still in, in his in his fighting with clothes, man. My god, wasn't he with TriStar? I think was he, he was with TriStar. I think he was training TriStar. Yeah, with, uh, I think so. Yeah, mm. he's, he's with Kavanaugh now, right? Is he? Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, my bad. I got mixed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I thought it was with TriStar, but yeah, he's with Kavanaugh. Yeah. This is this is an interesting fight though, and I feel like it depends on what Johnny Walker shows up. He has all his skills. He likes to do all those explosive kicks, strikes, uh, like spin kicks. Like he's very explosive. But then I, I'm just scared of the, the last time we saw him. He got knocked out by Jamal. Well, two fights ago, he got knocked out by Jamal Hill. Uh, that was a bad taste. He did rebound against Kudalaba, but. I feel like Kulab has been on the way down. He's the kind of guy that starts out fast and then just always finds a way to lose. <laughs> and, and then and Walker somehow was able to submit him in that fight, which I was shocked in. But he's going into a fight against the guy in Par Craig, a very top-notch grappler. He He's so-so with his striking. It's all about the scenarios with him. And I feel like if Johnny Walker... Is crazy with the strikes like he likes to, and he leaves his arm out. I just feel like he's going to put himself in scenarios where he gets grabbed, pulled down, and submitted. And I like the fact that Paul Craig, can, he can take a punch. Yeah, I don't know how many punches he took against Vulcan. He took a lot in that fight, and he was able to withstand it all. And I feel like he's going to try and grapple up with the Walker. Walker's going to try and stay a little bit distance away. And use those leg kicks to keep the distance. It's just going to be a matter of if Craig can get close up to him and drag him down, or if Walker can hit him with one of those shots. I feel more comfortable going with Craig by submission round two in this one. I feel like he's going to be able to get in, 
grab one of those arms. If, if you leave one of those arms open, Craig's going to grab it and he's going to use it to his advantage. Just look at Jamal Hill. He left his arm open, got caught up in that, and then he got stopped in the first round of that fight. And that's the only fight that he's lost non no contest. And it was a great way for Craig to get a win there. He's a lot of his fights are against top of the, the division. He's fought almost everybody in the top 15. And that's why I'm going with Paul Craig. I feel like he has had the tougher road. He's made the most out of what he does. And I feel like he can go toe-to-toe Walker. Mm, okay. All right. Alex, who do you got, man? Uh, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a tough one. Uh, at one point, John Walker was a very top prospect. Um, you know, a lot of hype on him. Yeah, UFC was giving him a really big push. Um, but again, just like he said, uh, you know, suffered a few losses. I mean, to Corey Anderson, uh, that was a big one. Um, but yeah, he's been up and down. And same thing with Paul Craig too. You know, he had a big winning streak, and then he ended up losing to, to Volcon. So you know, these are, you know, these are tough guys that still I think could make a still they can make a run at it if they could get a good streak going on. They're very dangerous. Um, I don't know. Uh, part of me thinks Craig will eventually get it to the ground and submit. Walker, but I think Walker has really good takedown defense, and I think uh, he's going to keep it on stand-up, and I think he's going to catch Paul Craig, so I'm going to go with Walker second-round knockout. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Coach, who do you got in this one, Coach? So, uh, when I first looked it up, and, okay, who's fighting, and I was like, oh, man, Paul Craig's got this. Because Walker's on the decline. He's hit and miss. He's hot and cold. He's a head case. He's a mess. Uh, has anyone knocked out Paul Craig? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Pedro, right? Tyson Pedro knocked him out. Okay. Yeah, Pedro. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, been, uh, yeah, Pedro, Alonzo Medfield, and then Kali Roundtree. They all three of them knocked him out. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ustamir did not. And Craig has got a chin and he's tough. So when I was first looking at this, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's an easy pick. But then I started watching some of the video, the recent video on Embedded. And, and uh, let me just say, this entire card, every Brazilian on the fight has a pass. A, a get out of USADA free pass. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not talking out of school. This is, uh, this is well known, uh, in the MMA community that, uh, if you're Brazilian in Brazil, you get to do all the drugs you want and USADA Brazilians there clear you, help you out. And if you train in Thailand, same thing. Uh, but anyone that trains in Thailand, gets a free pass to do whatever drugs you want. Um, so we're going to, we're going to have that issue. And, and if you watch the pad work uh, of, of Walker, it's just like, Oh man, you're not even trying to hide it for all. You're just shredded and yoked. and bah! But then as I was watching it, he wasn't good enough. He's not good enough. 
even though he's juiced up, even though he knocks people out, even though he's explosive and dynamic and tall and all that, I still I'm, I'm going with Craig. Uh, Craig is going to catch a submission. Third round, end of third round. Awesome, love it, love it, love it. And this chat is hot tonight. Jesus Christ! Right, MMA like, Joey sending like the that? universe to us. Nice, love it. Sending the whole universe. Thank you, MMA Joey, for <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did not expect it, but thank you so much. We appreciate you. Oh my God, Jesus! All right, let's move on now with the second fight. All right, then we got on the women's lightweight. You have Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade. So I would take it to you, Alex. Who do you got? Ah, so I think it's such an even match. Um, I don't know. (laughs) uh, I mean, I think I'm gonna go with dang because they're both very, very tough. They're both well-rounded, uh, you know, but I think I'm just experience-wise in the bigger fights, I'm going to go with, you know, Andrade. I think she gets it done. Uh, I'm going to go with decision on this one for her. Good. Okay. All right. All right. Bakley. Who do you got, Bakley? I, I really like this one. Uh, just like him, I think it possibly could go either way. I know how tough Andrade is, but – I liked what I saw from uh, Murphy against uh, Misha Tate in her last fight. I think she did uh, really good in that. She showed that she had a lot of grit. She grapples well. She was kind of the one that showed a little bit of the blueprint in taking down Valentina Shevchenko in that fight against her before she, of course, uh, got finished by the strikes on the ground. And I feel like it's going to come down to, like, of course, if they're standing – Andrade is going to have the the experience. She's going to stalk her down, throw those strikes. It's, it's in Brazil. She's going to be patient at times, but she's just a harder uh, hitter. And even though Murphy can take a shot, and, and I think it's in the best interest not to stand in front of her. I think she wants to get on those angles, get on the the weak side of her of her, try and get, grapple up with her, get her against the cage throw some elbows, try and pull her down. If the fight can get to the ground, I think she has a great shot at winning. I think this fight's going to go longer than people think. I still got to give the edge to Andrade, though. I think she might be able to get her late in this third round and get the finish, just like uh, Shevchenko did by like elbows on the ground. But part of me feels like Murphy might have that chance to do it. But I uh, I still got to go with Andrade. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, Andrade still has, she's on a two fight winning streak, you know, hopefully. I mean, and then the last one we saw from Murphy was what? Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, Misha Tate went over a yeah. Misha Tate. So in I'm July. with you. On, yeah, in July. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. I think, uh, yeah, Andrade, look by me. Andre, Andrade, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go too with her. Definitely. The phenomenal one, Coach Range. What do you got for us? Uh, Murphy. So, sixty-five percent of the time, the younger fighter wins. Uh, Murphy's getting old, getting old, getting old to be doing this. 
she gets hit a lot and she gets hit too much. And I think Andraj hits, uh, man, about the heart. What is this a flyweight? Yes, this, this is, is flyweight. This, is yes. 125. this isn't, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I think it's going to be a doctor stoppage or a TKO. Um, I don't think Murphy's going to be able to, to get the, the takedown, get the grappling going. And I don't think she's going to be able to deal with the power uh, of Andrage. And look at the picture here that we have of Andrage over in the corner. And look at her tricep. I, I know it's Photoshopped, but damn. <laughs> Yeah, damn girl. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, uh, TKO and Raj, um, round two. Love it, awesome, and I'm loving that. You know, I'm loving what uh, what Earth Rock eighty nine. Yeah, I'm I'm by a kidney shot. It's like he said, "Yep, yeah. I remember." Oh my god, I think we yeah we we recapped that. I remember that. Oh my god, Jesus, <laughs> that was a hell of a kick. I'll tell you that. All right, then we can move on to the third fight. The main card got the welterweight bout: Gilbert Burns versus Niall Magny. So, Mister Five Time, former Topology World Champion, <laughs> talk to me, baby. What uh, do you got in this one? Yeah, this is this is gonna be a good one. Um, always always been a big fan of uh, Magny. Uh, I thought event when he first started, I thought he was gonna be world champion. Um, you know, I thought he had the whole package. I thought he was really good in the ground, very good stand up. One of my favorite fights I ever watched uh, was him against uh, Hector Lombard. Uh, we saw the fight Hector Lombard was finishing up, uh, pretty much seemed like Magnum was out. Somehow he comes out, pulls out with the victory, ends up knocking him out. Uh, so, uh, definitely love uh, Magni. Um, single Burns, Burns is exciting too, very tough fighter. Um, love that guy. I just see, I just think Burns is a little bit more sharper. A little bit more uh, stand up, uh, you know. Ground game is really well, really good. Uh, he just mixes up very well. A little bit more better than Magni, um, you know. So, but you know, uh, you know, Magni could catch him too. Uh, he has really good power, uh, really good ground game too. Um, but I think I'm gonna go Burns on this one. I think Burns gets it done. Uh, but it's gonna be a tough one. But Burns gets a decision, decision one on this one. Mm. Uh. I'm going with my heart is going with Burns, baby. I mean, even though he hasn't fought since April since his loss to you know Chimaev, uh, but you know Burns, he got heart, man. He's been in, prior to that fight, he beat me. Uh, um, so no matter what, I, I Magni, this will be a big upset if he does win this fight because he's what I'm looking at the rankings right now. He's twelve. He's ranked number twelve. Burns at five. That's a big upset if Magny does win this. If, you know this fight, it will really jump him up in the rankings. So, uh, I, this is, I, it's going to be an exciting fight for sure. So, I'm, but I, I got Burns' decision too. Bakley, who do you got, baby? I'm going with Burns. I think I think he gets it done. I've noticed a lot with Magny in the last few fights that he starts off a lot slow. And then he starts to pick it up, pick it up. You start Shamaya, but he was getting dominated early. I mean, uh, Burns was getting dominated early. And then uh, 
but then he comes back he, just like you guys said he has a lot of heart he's a he can grapple he's a great uh like striker the only knock with burns at times is he headhunts a little too much he gets excited since the move up to welterweight and he had that success he was getting a little too headhunting with trying to knock guys out but since then i feel like he's starting to rotate a little bit good like the rotation between striking and grappling uh of course you got manny he's been he's been there forever he must have what 25 fights in the ufc Every time he starts to get yelling, he get he gets knocked down, has to start back over again. It's done it threefold. Uh, of course, he got dominated by Shavkat. He started out slow there. He started out slow against Griffin, came in and got the, the victory. He even started out slow against uh, Rodriguez and then got the victory there as well. It's like you can't be coming from behind too many times you know, just like that. <laughs> and expecting to win, and a guy that people burns, he's going to check you in the beginning. He's going to come after you, and I don't think there's going to be a finish. I think Burns is going to win by decision. I think he's just going to take the first couple rounds. Maybe Matt gets going in the third, because uh, Burns does get tired after a little while. But I feel like he does enough just to win, survives the third, and then he beats uh, Maggie. Awesome, love it, phenomenal one. Talk to me, coach. Yeah, you gotta love Neil Magny. Uh, he's he's he, so much respect for him, right? He's been in the game forever. Uh, yeah. Wasn't he like a tough finalist, an Ultimate Fighter from nineteen twenty seven? That was a great season, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he's he's uh, so much respect for him, and he and he always finds a way to sneak out and pull out the win. And uh, I just I don't see that happening this time. Uh, as others have said, uh, he's a, he starts slow, and you can't do that with with uh, with Burns. Burns also, uh, man, fast, powerful. Cardio for days, uh, too much speed, too much power, and I'm gonna go with he's gonna catch him with a big shot, either a rear hook or an overhand right, uh, and he's gonna end it with a guillotine, and it's gonna be early. It's gonna be like towards the uh, the end of round one. So Burns with the guillotine choke. Round one. Mm, wow. Okay. Love that. Love that. And yeah, I think, yeah, he was. What team was he on Ultimate Fighter? Was he on Carwin or Nelson? Uh, Carwin. Oh, Carwin, huh? Wow. That was a long. Jesus. Whoo. My God. I, 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 that I, I have to go back and look at it. I don't really remember much of it. Wow. I, I never saw it. Uh, I never saw that actual, that season. Um, cause I was like, Nelson, who's Nelson, Roy Nelson, oh, that country, <laughs> that country, Roy Nelson. God, wow. Long time ago. <laughs> that was a long yeah. time ago. Let me see how, yeah. Uh, this was what year, uh, 2012. Wow. 
sophomore in high school. Fuck it. Yeah, that's why the that's why Earth Robin was saying this. 10th year anniversary. Okay, next month. Ah, okay. Yeah, his first uh, fight was in uh, 2013. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. Good, good, good for Neil, huh? Good for Neil. Well, think about yeah. Roy Nelson and then think about Francis Ngannou. And <laughs> that's how far the heavyweights have come. Actually, that's not true because we still have a lot of heavyweights that are close to <laughs> That country than uh, uh, exactly. You still have who? Uh, Lewis. <laughs> you still got Terry Glue. <laughs> he is not going anywhere. I mean, <laughs> oh my god! All right, it's time to move on with the co-main event of this evening. The co-main event, and that is a trilogy, I believe. So wait, no, not the trilogy. It's like the fourth time, or is it? Or what yeah, is yeah, it? Four. Number yeah, four. four. Jesus Christ. And that is for the the Walter. I mean, excuse me, undisputed fly UFC flyweight championship bout. Demisi Figueroa is Brandon Moreno for the first time. And could this be the final time? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> that is the biggest question. What 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 are they, they one one and one? Right, the tie. Figueroa um, wins. They're yep. tied, right? One, 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 one draw, right? One, 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 right? Correct. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Alex, who do you got in this co-main event? Dang, put me first. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> it's such, it's so close. Uh, you know, geez, I don't, ah, uh, man, I don't know. Um, I just gonna go base because I mean the last fight I thought Moreno won that fight. I thought he should have been champion. I thought he didn't have to win. Um, you know, I think in this in this fight he's more calm, more patient. You know, I think Franco's doing all the talking, and Moreno's just keeping, you know, calm and you know, you know, staying relaxed. And uh, he knows what he has to do. Um, they both do, but you know, I think Moreno's gonna be very patient in this fight. He's gonna look for his shots. Um, and I think uh, eventually, I think. I think he's gonna finish him. Uh, I think um, Ramos gonna finish him in the third round. I'm gonna go with knockout on this one. Third round, knockout Moreno. Okay, I like that. All right, Bagley, what do you got, baby? I'm not gonna go too much into it because, of course, this is the fourth time they they fought. (laughs) How many more times can they talk about it? I'll just bring up the two big points. Of of course, is Moreno, of course. He's not with Krause anymore. He joined them last year. Everything going yeah. on with that. He left there to get away from the distraction. He is being quartered by Syed. Yeah, Syed now. Sid now over there. So I'm wondering how how is that change going to be for him? Because he's only been with them for like a, a, a month or two. So how much has he been able to learn and take from him in that time? Because, of course, he trains majority of the time in Mexico. With, with his guys there, and then comes up here. So I'm hoping that the distraction of the whole Crouch Gym glory situation hasn't distracted them too much. And of course, you got the Figueredo situation where he's talking about maybe he might move up the bantamweight now, uh, but not yet. So, and we know he's had issues with the weight cut. He came in great today. Apparently, he made the weight a day or two ago and was good to go. So he made the weight uh, easily this time, but 
how many more times is he going to be able to do that? Because once you bring up the fact that you might move up the band weight, it's usually the sign that you're ushering that in. You're going to get ready to do it because you wouldn't bring it up if you're not thinking about it. And when you're thinking about it, you know, eventually it's going to happen. So I feel like that's in the back of his mind. I, I do feel like Marino edged him out in the in the third fight, but I thought Figueredo came in highly motivated there. I'm a little scared at how Moreno did against Kai Car France. I know it's a different fight, uh, different situation, but it took a I lot of damage. Fight, it took a lot of damage with the striking of Car France, but then it came back like a warrior, like it always does, and it got the 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 late finish. And it's gonna come down to if he can stay disciplined against Figueredo, not let the emotions get to him because there's been a lot of built up emotion between the two amongst these three fights uh, down to the last fight now uh, to decide who's the better man. I'm going to edge with Moreno here. I feel like he's the faster striker. He has the grappling. I feel like he has the better cardio. I feel like Figueredo always has that chance that he might get tired because of the huge weight cut. So I get the edge to Moreno. I'm going to go fourth round uh, stoppage. Mmm, fourth round stoppage. Woohoo! Wow, love it. I me, I can tell you, I'm just gonna, you know, what I mean, Moreno, baby. I'm, I'm gonna go with Moreno. Um, why? His fight because <laughs> his, <laughs> his last fight that he had was a hell of a car car. That was my god, an impressive fucking fight. I really enjoyed that fight. It was awesome. Um, Moreno. I mean, I, I agree with you know what Bakley and Alex said. I mean, especially with Alex mentioning about the third fight, I think you know Moreno had that one one. I agree, and you know Moreno has, you know he has a little bit. For me, I feel Moreno has more of the speed. I think he can handle a little bit more. Um, I just hope that his ego doesn't get the best of him and focus more on the fight. That's the main thing mentally. Focus on the fight. Focus on the win. Get the win. And but. I think this is going to be a close one. I think I, I, as much as everybody's choosing early decision, I mean, early knockouts, but I, I'm going to go with decision. I think this is going to be a very unanimous one. And I'm going to go with Moraine, uh, with Moraine on this one. And I, I, I'm looking forward to see how the scorecard is going to be for this fight. I am really looking forward to this one. So I got Moreno unanimous decision. It's going to be a, a hell of a close fight. And I'm hoping this, this fight closes the chapters. Who's the better man? And we can move forward in the division and maybe, you know, you know, get something different. Maybe we could probably get a rematch or, or, you know, car car could face the winner of this, of this fight and get his, you know, get a, get a title shot once again, because car car deserves, I think he deserves to get a, a shot again. And, you know, from his performance with Moreno and looking at the rankings itself is, you know, you know, looking at it right now at the rankings, I mean, I why not? You know, even though you have right now currently, uh, you know, Alex, Alexandra Pantoja as second, but unless they, you know, they put them, Karkar Pantoja, you know, fight each other versus the winner of this fight. I mean, who knows? Um, you got Brandon Royville at fourth, you got Mathis Nicolai at fifth, Alex Perez as, as sixth. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm looking forward how this is going to. Closest, you know, closest chapter between these two individuals and move forward and get more 
different fights instead of seeing five or six. You know, I don't want to see no nine sequels. Just close it out. Set done. I think a good point in this too is that Figueredo, his last three fights have been against Moreno. He hasn't fought since January twenty second, which is almost a year. Right. And whereas Moreno fought uh Sky Car France in in the summer. So yeah, he was able to get a little bit of a different look on a different fighter, or maybe he took something from that because sometimes when you fight the same guy three times in a row, you kind of get a tunnel vision from fight of them and it allows you to take an outside look at maybe stuff you did wrong against that guy and fighting somebody else might help him out in that because he was a looser. That's right. Good point. I, you know what? Didn't thought about that, but very solid, bad point. That's right. He, uh, Figaro hasn't fought anybody since the last Moreno was, yeah, January. He, had, he took a whole year off, basically. Uh, well, about to be, yeah, pretty much. So that could, you know, also could be a factor. Right there within this one from Moreno's favor. So we'll see. The phenomenal one, Coach Range. Yeah. yeah. So let me uh let me just point out, look how easy it is to make weight when you don't have to worry about popping. Uh <laughs> man. so that's just screaming PEDs and diuretics, but uh okay. Um you guys are you guys familiar with six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Um, not myself, but they are. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's a game, and uh, the idea is that somebody has acted in a film with somebody that's acted in a film with somebody that's acted in a film with Kevin yeah. Bacon. So it's six degrees of separation, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, and uh, I like to play that game with me in fighting. So. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that don't know, I work in professional MMA, professional kickboxing and professional boxing. So there's some pretty unique crossovers that happen, uh, for me that doesn't happen for a lot of other coaches in the summer of 2012, I was in the corner of Joe Hanks in Macau when we fought Andy Ruiz and unfortunately Andy Ruiz won that fight. That's not what I'm talking about, but I am talking about Andy Ruiz who was the first Mexican heavyweight champion in boxing. And after he won the belt against uh, AJ, he took a new camp, took a new trainer. And that trainer was Jorge Capetillo. And Brandon Moreno has been training with Capitillo. And I think that is going to make a huge difference in this matchup. And, you know, okay, we're one, one, and one. This is the fourth time they meet. Now, we don't think they're one, one, and one. We think Brandon's actually ahead. Yes. Collectively, all four of us agree that uh, Brandon won. So, I look at it and I go, okay, well, what are you guys doing differently? And Moreno is going out and getting top talent, top tier coaching in a subset that's extremely important. Wrestling and boxing are the two most important aspects of of fighting, uh, but especially MMA. So uh, 
they both their grappling is fine. His uh, Moreno's striking was better to begin with. It's going to be that much better. Uh, what has Figgy done? Well, he's done a lot of drugs, and he's working with some clown shoes. Um, I'm not going to name names, but uh, <laughs> no, name them, name them, name them. There's a difference between a fighter and a coach, and some fighters are trying to transition into coaching, but that takes decades of of coaching to be any good. And you, and you can't go from fighting at the top level to coaching at the top level. You got to build your skill set. So there's some nonsense I see happening with a couple different uh, ex fighters that are dabbling in coaching. And uh, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to end well for figgy. But what if, but what if someone's really good at that art though, that done, really well and then the same thing they don't they haven't done it in a while you're saying that it takes a while for them to even coach even that right fighting or just a specific and like saying, doing the sport and coaching the sport are two completely different skill sets two completely different skill sets and the better the fighter very often the worse the coach they make because what happens is you're you're gifted you're talented you're uh you're athletic and you can do things and get away with things because of your athleticism and other, and you just can't teach it and translate it. And you try and show everyone what you do and what worked for you. Well, no one else is you. Right. Mm-hmm. So that happens a lot. Then you just have the, the type of personalities and the egos uh, that doesn't work so well. And then you've got people seeking them out for the wrong skill set. It's like, you don't learn how to fight from a fighter. You learn how to fight from a coach. Mm. So if they were training partners, right. But these guys are too old uh, to be training partners anymore. So anyway, that's, uh, that's my perspective on it. I think, uh, I think this is going to go really well for Moreno. Um, I think he's going to dominate. I don't know if he's going to get the knockout, but hey, let's say he gets the knockout round four. Yeah. <laughs> it's more fun that way. It's more fun that way. Yeah, hey, it's more fun that way. Yeah, let's get you. Yeah. Decisions are against my religion. I, <laughs> I know it's rare when you actually make a you know actually yeah. because it's rare when you do. <laughs> love it. Hell yeah, love it. It's time for the main event, gentlemen. That is right. The main event for the vacated UFC light heavyweight title. Right here. You see that title right there in front of me and Alex. That's right. Glover Teixeira versus Jamahal Hill. So that's right. I'll take it to you, Bakley. Who do you got on this one? Blow us away with this one. Who do you got? Who takes the belt home? You got Jamal Hill, and then you got Old Yellow over here, Glover to share. You know, was he forty three years old? Yellow can still go, baby. but he's, but he he's been a guy that's been able to adjust to things, yeah, and on the go, and he's been able to change his game up, and it's worked for him. Like he was like a striker, knockout power guy, and he's adjusted being more about his grappling now. He's kind of like transitioned 
try to counter, grapple with you, get you down, and just like overwhelm you. It's been working. Of course, the last fight was a great fight, and he he got beat in the fifth round. A lot of people say that he gave up or whatnot, but that was a tough matchup against Yuri, a hungry upcoming fighter who just had the adrenaline and was looking for that because that, that fight could have went either way going into that last round and Yuri pulled it out. But of course, Yuri gets hurt, vacated it because he's, he's going to miss, I think he's going to be out for six more months. And of course, then you had the, everything with, with the, that. But I'm, I'm loving this matchup. He, he wants that belt back. A lot of people think that he's going to win it and then maybe retire, which would be crazy. <laughs> it would be crazy for the UFC. Uh, right. But then on the opposite side, you've got Jamal Hill. The one blemish was the Paul Craig. Well, other than the new contest because of drugs. <laughs> and his oh, system. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, was the Paul Craig. Uh, uh, technical uh, was a technical sub- uh, submission, technical finish because he, was caught, he had his arm car and then he was just getting back fisted to oblivion. But other than that, he's been a big time finisher. Just like his striking is usually crisp, straight. Like he sh- he's very accurate with his striking, with pinpoint. He, he goes well. He gets those finishes. Uh, I think every fight but one has ended finishes in the past few years and that's been a thing that glover has struggled with with his range fighters who can apply power that you look at the list of guys that he's fought and got knocked out by that's basically it the last one was probably Corey anderson and i see a little bit of Corey anderson and jamal hill and i just feel like jamal hill is going to go in there early and he's going to He's gonna go swing for the fences because he knows. I'm taking all my content before I say it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the longer the fight goes, it's gonna benefit Clover with the grappling and just the smothering and ticket into dark waters. So I feel like he's gonna come in swinging. He's gonna throw those strikes. He's gonna look to knock him out, and you know what? Fuck it. First round KO by Jamal Hill. I'm going with you. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh it, I think it, yeah, I think he gets it. I think he gets it done. Uh, I've seen this guy, and it's just like after seeing him knock out. Uh, I know Walker. it's Johnny Walker, but the yeah. way he knocked him out and he yeah. did, he hit him. Oh my yeah. jeez, he he was out, and that was before the he was like that. <laughs> 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 A little wow. kids bounce like that, but but yeah. grown ass men don't bounce like that. That's very true. Jesus. Oh my god. That happens. I, I I'll I'll lose it, man. I think the um, only thing that I've seen that he's weak against, other than when he was grabbed, was those leg kicks when he fought against St. Pru. Yeah, St. Pru was getting in with those leg kicks from the opposite side, and that's really the only thing that he struggled with of what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh it, man, it's a tough it was a tough one for me, honestly. And I, I, I love Jamahal. Guy's been a hell of a performance, man. He got hands. This man has deadly hands. Um, who's his best friend that moved up and got out of the division because he was on the same division as Jamal? Who was it? Uh, he's. I think he's a champion now, right? I mean, oh, Anthony Smith missed weight. Okay. 
Um, who was it that moved up to? Was it? Um, I know he has a BFF. I oh, Jesus fucking, I'm trying to remember who. Uh, someone did move out of that division because he didn't want to fight this man. Of course, his best friend. But this man, look, I'm gonna as much as I which, hit, which hit, one are we talking about, Jamal? Yeah, Jamal Hill's, Hill's uh, buddy. I know someone. He has a friend. I think they're they're in the same. I don't know. If, I forgot who it was. Or my did he go up or down? I think he went up. Okay. I think he went up. Yeah. But yeah, Jamal I, Hill, anyways. Yeah, but anyways, Jamal Hill. This man is. He's a, a bad man. He is a bad man. I just don't want to say that. <laughs> Glover, Glover, he's another bad man because this guy could take anything you could throw at him. He proved it with Jiri even prior to that fight. <sighs> Glover's a man, honestly, too. And it would be shocking to say if he, you know, if he does win the fight and retires. But I don't see that, though. I don't see him leaving. I think he still has it in him. He has at least. I would say that Glover probably will have three more, four more fights in him left. I think he still does. My opinion. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to quit. The guy doesn't want to retire. And his success, his camp. Look where he got Alex Pereira. You know, it's amazing where Glover's camp. You know what he's doing. And so, I hope Glover's really studied this guy because. Man, this is going to be a hell of a main event. Uh, great. I swear, I honestly, Dana made the right call for them making this main event, honestly. Uh, you got a submission specialist, a jiu-jitsu, you know, versus a hell of a striking man. Oh, my God. It's hard for me to choose. Oh, my God. I like these two guys. I, I got to go with my heart. I'll go with my, with my head, my cabeza. I'm gonna have, oh, I love you, Glover, but I'm sorry. I have to go with Jamal Hill. Second round TKO. I hate to say it. It's going to happen. Best for last. The floor is yours. Hey, what about me? Oh, well, I was, uh, you know what? I'll go with you. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you skipped me, man. My apologies. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Um, it's crazy. Uh, when, he fought, when he fought Jahan, we were like, Pretty much saying like this was his last chance, and like his odds of winning title was very low. And now we're here talking about him becoming a possible two-time UFC lightweight champion. It's uh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Jamal Hill's you know very he's coming up. You know, has a lot of, a lot of power. Um, you know, knocks a lot of guys out. Glover, you know, he's gonna use his wrestling in this one. He's gonna wear him down. Uh, he's gonna check. Uh, use a lot of rest, he's gonna tire him. Uh, you know, he's gonna wait till later rounds to kind of finish him. Uh, I'm gonna go with Glover on this one. Uh, I think he gets it done. Uh, I'm gonna go third round. Uh, TKO, uh, he's gonna take him down. Uh, what? I think Jamal Hill, Jamal Hill's not gonna stop the takedowns, in my opinion. Uh, Glover's just gonna keep taking him down, use his wrestling, and uh, do what he does best, which is ground and pound and you know, throw big what? heavy shots. Uh, what? Wait a minute, yeah. what? TKO? What? Yeah. What? Okay. Dude, Jamal Hill hasn't fought anyone. This is, you know, it's a big time shot. You know, we'll see. You know, it's a big level. You know, I think uh, 
What? You know? TKO from yeah. Lover? Yes, right. sir. Okay. Have you seen his past fights? Uh, yes, 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 I have. What he's done to Thiago Santos? What he's yes, done? Come on. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I, I'm just like, but yeah, but just now. Let's just like, he's wanted that fashion, which taking him down. Let's hope that Jason Herzog is refing. <laughs> Pick the teeth uh, up, put it in his pocket. <laughs> and I think he'll train you with Smith, who's lost to Glover. Don't get me wrong, I get you know, he's fought Glover, but, like, you're training for a guy that didn't have that much success with Glover. I mean, we're talking about a guy that freaking lost his tooth fighting Glover. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, yeah, I just think Glover's a, you know, I think it's just going to overwhelm him with takedowns and wrestling and mixing it up. And it's going to be too much for Hill. And, uh, yeah, ground and pound, third round. I like that. Bold statement, but what? <laughs> I'm still gonna say that. Like, it's not I that like, surprising. No, I, 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 I never expected I, it. I, I, I just, I, I just don't see that. I don't, I don't. From I got, well, it's not even my fucking turn, but I already my turn already went. But I just don't <laughs> see fucking Jamal Hill get taken down. I mean, don't get me wrong. Glover is, and of course, like I said, he is the master of jiu-jitsu, master of the takedowns. This is a challenge for for Hill, but I think Hill's striking ability. It's gonna give Glover a lot of trouble, but I, that's just me. I mean, teaching everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Now, best for last, because the floor is his. Okay, phenomenal one. Uh, so, I, one thing to support what Alex was saying: Glover's snatch single. Uh, so, there's different types of single leg uh, takedowns from wrestling. Uh, the snatch single is when you lower your level, reach out. Grab their leg and pull them to you. Glover does that like a magic trick. It's crazy how good his snatch single is. Um, we haven't seen it in a while, though. Uh, so I know Glover. Uh, he's trained at Black House back in the day. Uh, he fought in the same underground circuit that I fought in way back in the day. Um, however, he's in his forties and 43. Yeah, man. So you can fight it, but that, that catches up to you and it makes a difference. Uh, so the things stacked against Glover, um, he has like, a million and three fights, right? He has like 33 wins and like, I don't know, seven, eight losses. But if you look at those losses, they're all from guys built like Jamal Hill. <laughs> good point. You know? Very good fucking point. Yeah. Um. So you got the age thing. You've got the body type the reach, the raw power, the speed, the youth, the endurance. Um, Jamal is also better on the ground than, than he shows, than you think that, be, you know, you see him putting people to sleep. You don't realize uh, how, how good he is uh, at takedown defense and how good he is at, uh, at grappling. So, 
even though I would say that I'm friends with Glover, I have to pick against him. Uh, Jamal wins. I just don't know which round. Yeah, and man, we've seen Glover get we've seen Glover get slept before, and I think. Uh, well, I was gonna say Jamal's the hardest hitter, but that's not true because Glover did lose to to, to Rumble Johnson, who was one of the hardest hitters in history. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, Jamal is I, yeah. I'm gonna go with the knockout, and I'm gonna say. It's going to be early, so early in round three. Ah. The two guys to KO are Rumble and Gustafson. Yeah, but he lost to oh, Rumble at the, the, the first round. <laughs> the first 13 round. Seconds. 13 fucking seconds. Jesus. God rest his soul, Rumble Johnson. But, man, Jesus, that was yeah, – I do – fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> What can we say? Jesus, man. Um, biggest question now here is... What would Rumble be like if he didn't cut all that weight and actually uh, fought a light heavyweight his entire career? I don't know. Oh, that's not the question? But, uh, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, you know what? Why not? Hey, that is a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he'll take the whole division. I think if he if he was at the light heavyweight, he would have been the, the, the king of the light heavyweight. In my opinion. I think he would have been. Yeah, for sure. What are your thoughts on uh, this uh, Jay Oten Almeida kid that moved up to heavyweight? Because no one in light heavyweight wanted to fight him, and he's actually on, on the prelims tomorrow against Shanil, and uh, winning like every fight by first round submission. Really? Uh... And, and, get, and he's given up like in every fight. I feel like he's given up 30, 40 pounds. Mm. Testing you, coach. What are your thoughts? Um, who are we talking about? Uh, Jailton Almeida. Yeah, I, um, I'm sorry. I don't know who that is off the top of my head. He's a show. he's a Brazilian late. He's he's a late heavyweight from Brazil. He does a lot of submission uh, yeah. combat uh, tournaments. He recently came to UFC. He did one a couple fights at late heavyweight where he won by first round, won by first round submission, won by first round uh, ground and pound, and then because no one wanted to book up against him, he moved up to heavyweight. Oh, and, okay, and he can he can throw hands too. I've seen this guy right here. This guy right yeah. there. He, he, in his last fight, like I think he was fifty pounds less than Parker Porter. And people are like, there's no way he's going to be able to do what he does. He just bum rushes you, pushes you up against the cage, pulls you down, gets behind you, and locks in the rear naked choke. Yeah. And he was able to pick up Parker Porter, slam him down, and then he eventually finished him. And it's yeah. like the 20 pound spread here, huh? Yeah, it's like, and he's continuing to do heavyweight. And it's like, does this guy need to stay back down and let heavyweight, or should he stay in heavyweight right now? And no one knows. I mean, 6'3", his frame is good enough. Uh, his reach is super long. I think he can do well at heavyweight. How is Shamil still in the UFC? Who? <laughs> no, no idea. Exactly. He has like I'm... three losses in a row. I mean. Who? Oh, oh, Shamil. 
Yeah. Say his last name. Say his last name. I dare you. Uh, say it. <laughs> no, never mind. Do not, don't, hey, 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 don't, sum, don't summon any demons. Careful. <laughs> I can't even say, but I mean, look at the prelims. I mean, what do we got here in the prelims? Uh, let me see. Uh, let's see. We got the prelims. Uh, oh, my. Oh, Shogun? What? He's. I didn't even know he. I, I didn't know he was fighting. Hell yeah! His retirement, his retirement fight. Hell is yeah. this a retirement uh, fight? Is he? Yeah, his yeah. last one. Finally. Yes. Oh, okay. Finally, I mean, he's, uh, I'm happy for him. I guess he's calling it's it quits. The last Finally. like pride fighter that's in the UC. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, R- Robocop. Oh, my boy, Robocop. I didn't know Gregory was fighting on this card. There yeah. you go. He's in the prelims. Oh yeah, who's he fighting? Bruno, uh, Bruno for, uh, he took he, he took the fight on two weeks' notice. Uh, Rodriguez had a better fight, but his opponent Damn, bro. Homeboy is debuting against Robocop. He's 5'10 and he's given up five yeah. pounds, seven pounds. Damn. Damn, that's a bad that oh man. Gregory's gonna fucking murder this boy. Oh, can't wait to see. Okay, this. okay. Uh, Robocop was supposed to fight Brad Tavares, but Tavares yeah, pulled out. out. Yeah. Tavares. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, they had to finish out somebody's contract, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You got Tiago Moses versus Mekisael Costa. Um. Gabriel okay. Bonfin and Moner Lasses, and it's early. It's a that's regular prelims and early prelims. Uh, Luan Lacerda versus Cody Stam Stamen, Ismail Ismael Bonfin versus Terrence McKinney. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, the brothers, uh, Israel and uh, was it Greg? Israel and okay, let's see. Okay, they have. Jose Nunez and sort of okay, Samuel Oliveira and Daniel Marcos. Okay, uh, okay, this is a solid, so, solid. There's a Brazilian in every fight. About so, yeah. You have about let's see one, two, three, four, yes. five, yep. every six, fight. seven, eight, nine, ten, Brazilians. eleven, Fighting in this card and Glover too. Oh yeah, seventeen. There you go. I missed up. Yep. So there you go. Every fight has a Brazilian in it. All right. Brazil is so that way. They are so just like blindly, fiercely loyal to Brazil. Uh, it's crazy. So yeah, it's a, that's a smart move to stack it that way, and it's a smart move hey. to. They do it when they go to Ireland. They do it when they go to uh, Japan yep. or Korea. Where they, that's that's what they do. And it's smart, Ooh, like McKinney. I like that kid out of the LFA. Uh, he called it. He called out Patty, and apparently they said that if he wins this in a good fashion, he might get the Patty fight. No, they they the company will not do that. He will kill Patty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This kid oh. doesn't look he doesn't look like much, but man, he can when when he yeah, he uh I, I thought he looked really good against 
dober on one week's notice. Like yeah. he, he said that it, it was like my cardio was going to be an issue because I, I'm taking yeah. this fight on one week notice. He gave a balls to the wall in the first round, knowing he had to. He stunned Dober, but then, of course, Dober was able to recover and then come after him when he yeah. got tired. But I would have liked to see that fight had. I would have liked to see that fight had he had like a full camp because that sure. fight would have been good. Yeah, Terrence McKinney in his debut came out through a, a jab cross combination. Boom! <laughs> Put homeboy to sleep. It was uh, yeah, it was that was. And he's a good kid, so yeah. Uh, Dolby, he's cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like it's a to stack hard. Looks like it's a great early prelims and and, and prelims. So it's gonna be riots in Brazil. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be riots in Brazil. That's for sure. I mean, that's not a big prediction. If somebody wins, they riot. If somebody loses, they riot. So you know, and. They uh, they're overthrowing their, their they have the whole coup thing going on the military coup so there's riots already so there's already riots in Brazil and there's going to be more riots in Brazil so <laughs> well speaking of Brazil I want to thank them very much for being the fans here for this wonderful MMA podcast we appreciate you guys for listening for tuning in today we'll be back next week to give the recap of this incredible UFC two eighty three pay-per-view card but don't forget description right below follow these three incredible individuals here of course make sure you follow championship on the line podcast which you have an announcement alex go oh, ahead yeah. give your announcements <laughs> give the people what they want dirty heels what is it? uh yeah uh on uh february uh i'll be making uh my comeback uh i'll be competing uh, very soon uh in the uh Point sparring tournament, so you know, um, it's not me, it's uh, me, Rich. Rich will be also be competing, and then uh, if you want to know championship online, of course, Spotted Miles will also be competing too. So, the deaf trio will be in action, so yeah, definitely be back. Uh, where are you competing? Uh, to convention center for what or what, uh, what promotion? Uh, compete, okay, and it's uh, it's a PKB, yes. I believe so. All right. Where are you guys training? Why aren't you training with me? The fuck, bro? You're too far. <laughs> there you go. Tell him, coach. Tell him. Tell him. Fucking tell him. Tell him. Where the fuck are you guys training with, coach? Hey, if, you, if, you give, if you give us the invite, Rage, I mean, sure. <laughs> I didn't know you guys fought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. I did boxing. So with, um, what's the rule set? Muay Thai? I think Muay Thai, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And what's the date? Uh, the 24th, I believe. The 24th. Of February. My boys are, are fighting in cage bound in Ontario, MMA, on the 25th. Ooh. And on the 25th, I will be turning 52. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you don't look, man. You look like 42. That's you, look. <laughs> you, look, you look 42. You look like my age. So I was like, well, I look older than you, damn it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Remember, I got to diet, all right, because this man right here, my coach, will kill me. I'm trying to diet, all right? I'm dieting. I'm trying. I'm keeping away from the junk food. I'm, I'm eating my proteins. You know, going, minimizing. Going, vegan. going vegan like the director and I? No, maybe, yeah. I'm actually heading to that route. I'm actually heading to it. <laughs> oh, man. Don't thank you so much, Rashad, and for, you know, for tuning in. We appreciate you. Hopefully you subscribe. 
And we'll be back next week for sure. But like I mentioned, as you see, there you go, Alex is, is, and Richard's back. February 24th, I'll be back now to be fighting. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But, I mean, it's up to this man right here who can help you get there to get that W, Alex. That's the man with the that brings that rage and that cage and brings that pain. Because he is the CEO and founder of IR. And that is <laughs> Coach Rage, ladies and gentlemen. You got to train oh, yeah. these people, man. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them, Coach. Oh, yeah, Seriously, Alex, we should uh, – we should – Hit me up on Instagram. We'll talk and we'll yeah, uh, we'll find some time to train. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, with the man with the IQ, the Dana White still needs to the needs to have from this man, Dan Bakley, cage my IQ. That is right. He's not part of the crew here with us. He'll hopefully be joining us next week. If we can recap this incredible nice UFC 283. And there's and this this year for 2023 itself for in the MMA world. It's a lot of good shit happening, even even in fight nights, man. Fight yeah. nights are getting are getting better now than what compared to last year. I mean, last year was great, so I'm looking. We might do some fight nights, gentlemen. What was the last one? Said, Holland? Uh, Strickland. Strickland was the last one. Oh, Strickland. Yeah, yeah. Strickland last week against Imabov. Yeah, that was a good fight, by the way. That was. And, they got, and then they got one two weeks. Lewis and Spivak, and for some reason the. We're on the East Coast. The the main card starts at one a.m. Huh. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? Yeah. What? That's that's interesting. But hopefully they'll be done with the Apex, man. They gotta go back to doing live crowds. Yeah. I think, I think they're gonna. I think the way that they've been doing it is they're circling it in where they really like to use the Apex because they probably save a lot of money uh, doing that, and then they're gonna circulate some live. Fight nights because I know the Thompson fight... Holland was a fight night and that was in the crowd. Yeah, that was that was Orlando. Yeah, and, and do... I think the next one they're doing live is April. I think it's the next fight night on the road. Mm. Okay, there you go. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to subscribe and follow. Of course, Coach Rage. This... Follow him on his social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube channel as well. You can follow, of course, Dan Bakley, Cage My IQ, right below as well on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, Alex and Richard Mottis with Championship on the Line podcast on their YouTube, on Apple, Spreaker, Spotify, all that good stuff, and on social media as well, Instagram and Twitter. Start using your Twitter, but they don't use it as much, but they don't use it. <laughs> But that's them. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank banned? you so much. Oh, oh hey, that's probably why because he's bad. <laughs> that's probably why. But saludos, gracias, uh, Brazil. Thank wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. We gotta we gotta do an episode in a couple weeks, right? For the biggest fight of the year, Fedor and Invader. Come on, man. That's in two weeks. Okay, fine. What we'll fucking do it, man? We'll do it. <laughs> On, I'll do it. Yes, we'll do it for you. Okay, we'll do yeah, it. It's in LA. Okay, I know. We'll do it for you. We'll do it just for you. Two title because... fights. My guy, my guy is in the co-main event. So, Johnny, I'm yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, on, man. Well, we'll do it. Don't, don't. <laughs> Ray, Ray just like I don't know who he is. Yeah, he's like I don't. Care. He'll just be <laughs> Gegard like... Mousasi. Rage. He'll just be he demolished. Yeah. Him. The coach oh, yeah. is 
Coach right now is who the fuck is that guy? That's how he is right now. Yeah. Let's say you don't want to watch Battle Tour. But yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Shout out to Brazil, all of our audio platform listeners. Thank you for keeping this going. We do it for you guys. Yes. And we'll be back next week. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody.